0: Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience.
1: And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great thanks to you for joining us every week across the uh, globe through yes. the Worldwide Podcasting Network. So great to have you with us, of course. Uh, our cast of characters here, as, <laughs> uh, as usual, our producer and our co-host, Elaine Harlan, and our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, with us as well. And uh, our special thanks, by the way, to the Modesto Bee. Mm. Uh, and uh, they wrote just a, a really a sensational article about the volunteers of advancing vibrant communities just a, a couple of good days ago Elaine and yes, they did. you know it is uh, it is so neat to see uh, people honor God in, in, so in that way and uh, again friends, if uh, you 're interested in volunteering with us to reach out beyond the four walls of our homes and our churches to meet the needs of others in the name of Christ. Log on to our website. It's www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's www.vibrantcommunities.org. Click the daily update page. You can tell that because a little icon flashes little red, red.
0: Flashing gizmo. The, the little yes.
1: red flashing gizmo. thingamajiggy there. Just yeah. click that little uh, thing, and uh, <laughs> it'll take you right to the daily update page. And Elaine updates that two or three times a day with new opportunities to serve. And if you're outside the Stanislaus or San Joaquin County areas and uh, you'd like to get something rolling in uh, in your area, we gladly share information. It costs you nothing. We're uh, thrilled to be able just to share what God has done in our community in terms of getting the body of Christ activated to serve others. So uh, please give us a call as well if you're interested, 209-544-9571. That's 209 209-544- 544 nine five seven one before we go on let's uh, do our weekly check with our friends from voice of the martyrs hey what's up this is toby mack with a story of two more real life jesus freaks john a priest is blind and hugh laverick cannot walk But their refusal to deny Jesus makes them too strong in the eyes of the state church of 16th century England.
2: And the Lord of London sentences them to burn at the stake. Throwing away his crutch, Laverick rejoices, Be of good cheer, my brother, for my Lord of London is our good physician. He will heal us both shortly, thee of blindness and me of lameness. These martyrs knew what man meant for evil, God could turn to good.
1: At the execution, Their testimony is graphic and their healing complete. So what's
0: your attitude during tough times? Will you stand with the voice of the martyrs? Go
3: online to persecution.com.
1: And back with you live here in Lighthouse Live. You know, Elaine, we've commented many, many times that we have it so nice here in the United States of America. And uh, other places around the world perhaps if I turn this little it's button okay. on and uh, pointed your mic up <laughs> you, you that would be a little bit easier this huh? much I just was yeah. commenting
0: that we certainly are blessed in this country amen. Pastor Mike and you know what he just said there just makes you think you know what is your attitude during hard times and you know we, we need to think about that because there are a lot of people who are going through tough times right now
1: amen and tonight's show going to be dealing with some of those issues as well and uh, we'll be introducing our guests to you in just a moment right now though uh you know school's been in for a couple of weeks now and uh some parents uh in uh, some of the public schools are saying hey I I'm not quite sure about this particular uh piece of curriculum and uh this is bumping against uh, what we're trying to teach at home well friends uh in those types of cases and by the way I come at it this from a balanced perspective my my dad taught uh, public school, high school Spanish for uh, 40 years, and
0: wow, my mom awesome.
1: just retired as a uh, first grade. She taught 41 years Can first you imagine grade.
0: 41 years? What well, a it was
1: bad enough raising me, okay. and then, you know, <laughs> to have all those other kids. You <laughs> know,
0: when you use your name and balance I'm... in the same <laughs> sense I'm going, okay. <laughs>
1: sorry (laughs) where was i going with that oh anyway it's yeah we have a balanced perspective certainly support our our teachers in the public school system but we do acknowledge as well Mm -hmm. that occasionally uh there are times when parents are going whoa you know what i don't want to want that to my student and uh there is uh there is a way that you can address those concerns here to tell about uh, tell us about that is our good friend from the pacific justice institute brad dacus brad dacus pacific justice institute welcome back to lighthouse live you know it's uh the beginning of the school, we're a couple of weeks underway, and parents have a tremendous resource on your website called the Student Exemption Form. Tell us what's that, what that's about and how parents can utilize that.
3: Oh, you, you bet, Michael. You know, um, parents so oftentimes, if they have their children in public schools, are in a real uncomfortable position and situation because so often uh, things happen and kids are taught things, exposed to things, and uh, once, they, once it's after the fact, you know it's water under the bridge, and there's there's nothing that can be done. It can't be taken back. And so that's why so many parents, uh, Michael, as you know, uh, get involved in filing uh, these uh, these opt-out forms, and um, that are there to protect parents uh, so that they can uh, uh, put the school district on notice that uh, they don't want their children to be exposed to uh, lectures or seminars from outside groups. Uh, or instruction that, that violates their faith uh, on certain issues like uh, many parents for example don't want their children in elementary school or junior high or even high school for that matter to hear a lecture promoting uh, homosexual or transvestite lifestyles and unfortunately that's very commonplace in California
1: well, Brad, uh, I'm on your website right now as we talk, and it's very easy, friends. Uh, actually, you could just fill in the blanks there, and at the bottom there's a little uh, icon that says "Generate Letter," and and uh, you can actually get that letter going right from the
3: website. Yeah, and I guess what they they do is they push resources, and uh, and then they protect, click forms. Right. And uh, and then they've uh, then it's right there an opt-out form. So resources, forms, and then and then uh, right there opt-out form, and they can uh, fill it in and uh, and it really, it really allows it to be customized uh, to a great degree to how um, you know, to 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 make sure that it it follows follows what they need and, and what their uh, issues are.
1: Again, friends, that website is www.pacificjustice.org. That's pacificjustice.org. Click the resources icon at the top there in that black strip, and then uh, go down to uh, forms. Uh, Click forms and uh, hit the opt-out form, and it's right there ready for you. The other thing, Brad, a pretty exciting development. We're looking at bringing you down to the Modesto area in the not-too-distant future. Tell us a little bit about uh, your goals for that and what you'll be talking. About.
3: Oh, I tell you, Mike, we're really excited about this. Uh, our attorneys on staff, including myself, because uh, we want to be educating pastors on their rights uh, with regards to uh, all the host of different issues and opportunities they have uh, to minister to, Medes- to the people in the that they may not even be aware of. And, uh, and we, as attorneys, have researched it. We've, we're experts in, in these areas. One of which, of course, is their rights to build, grow, and expand, or lease a facility somewhere. And how they can overcome hurdles in the past they didn't think they could, uh, and also uh, how they can uh, start, uh, you know, evangelizing the workplace, start, start church-based uh, corporate Bible studies. Uh, wonderful thing, just booming and opening up. Uh, then public school outreach and evangelism, incredible opportunities that we've helped schools make have a real difference in their community and and reaching out. And then um, just a, a host of other kinds of issues, also dealing with employment and hiring issues that the new statutes and laws will, will possibly be impacting. Uh, and how they need to be equipped. So it's going to be a very, uh, positive, very equipping, uh, presentation. And we're just very, uh, you know, uh, excited for the citizens of Modesto and, and the, the, the pastors.
1: You know, a great opportunity, and friends, will be giving you some more information on that a little bit later. Brad, we uh, so much appreciate what you do at the Pacific Justice Institute and uh, your team. We'll look forward again to talking to you next week, and especially for this opportunity that we'll have to visit with you personally in the near future. We appreciate that very much.
3: No, well, thank you, Michael. And if anyone would like, more, you know, more information about that seminar coming up, or just receive information about Pacific Justice or to get our press release, they should not hesitate to go to our web page at pacificjustice.org, pacificjustice.org. Thank you, Brad.
1: Just a reminder, friends, you can also contact the Pacific Justice Institute at one 305 9129 That's one 305 9129 And that website, again www.pacificjustice.org.
0: Time to pass along a few opportunities to volunteer to you. This is from the United Way Center, uh, the Linda Hand List. And Memorial Medical Center's Cancer Awareness Run and Ride is going to take place on Saturday, September 16th at the Modesto Junior College West Campus. The 10K and two mile runs are presented by the Memorial Medical Center's Cancer Services in partnership with the Shadow Case, make that Shadow Chase Running Club. And the ride includes. Are you ready for this? 63 mile, 30 mile, and 12 mile courses. I can't fathom a 63 mile walk, run, or or crawl course. I'm got to be. I am so serious now. Volunteers, this is where we come in. You needed need
1: to be in the hospital.
0: No kidding. you needed to uh direct participants along the routes, assist with logistics, serve refreshments, and clean up from five thirty a m to two p m now I'm thinking you know if I were involved in this, the cleanup would be. <laughs> <laughs> Probably pretty messy. We won't go there. But participants of all fitness levels are invited uh, to enjoy this fun event and learn more about cancer awareness, cancer prevention, early detection, uh, nutrition, well, that's exercise, so isn't it? and living Amen. a healthier life. You got that. Yeah. Reading Works adult literacy program where you can teach an adult to read and actually change their future. Volunteers spend just a couple of hours per week uh, increasing a student's basic reading skills by utilizing an easy to follow phonics-based curriculum. Our reading Works is providing a tutor orientation Monday, September 25th from 6.30 to 8 p.m., and that's followed by a tutor training on Saturday, the 30th of this month from 10 to 4, and both will be held at the Modesto Library where you can also volunteer, uh, help provide reading materials to the community there. You could
1: run laps around the you library could do if that. you missed the other 63 event. 63
0: miles, yeah. amazing. That's volunteers are needed, the yeah, they're needed to sort and locate books uh, and other materials to update files, uh, do some photocopying of materials, straighten and clean bookshelves, uh, clean or recover library materials, index and work with library catalog. Uh, volunteers must be at least 14 years of age, should have good attention to detail and the ability to uh, work independently and uh, must learn the Dewey Decimal System. Remember that?
1: You know, yes. if anyone's seen my office, they probably don't want me helping <laughs> See, clean like the library. It's a themselves. hopeless case, but we yeah. certainly
0: won't go there. No. Anyway, the mission of the Stanislaw County Library is to foster the love of reading and to open the door to knowledge. And if you have any questions uh, on any of these volunteer opportunities, call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307 Extension. 113, or if you miss that, you can always give us a call here at 209-544-9571 and we'd be happy to answer those questions and uh, also uh, fill you in on some other opportunities as well. Well, you know, in our lifetimes, we are faced with many choices and many decisions. And I wonder if if at any time all of us make always make the right decisions, and and the answer to that is probably not. And our guests this week are people who uh, devote their lifetimes uh, into helping people make the right decisions when it comes to uh, allowing a child to be born and come into the world the way they were meant to be. And we just want to welcome uh, tonight to Lighthouse Live, Dolores Walterstorf and Whitney. Thank you, ladies, for taking the time to be with us this week.
1: Great to have you with us. Thank
0: you. Well, it's great that you're here. Dolores, we've been looking forward to having you here for a long time now. And, and why don't you just uh, help us understand, first of all, the work that you do at the Modesto Pregnancy Center. Imagine that that type of work is vital all over the place isn't it
2: yes it is uh i currently am the executive director of the center but i started out there as a volunteer peer counselor went through the volunteer training and uh really enjoyed the counseling part of it and then about four or five years ago they asked if i would join the board of directors which i did but i kept counseling (laughs) and then two years ago they asked me to step in as interim director And I said, well, that's only interim, (laughs) but you know how interim
0: goes, it soon became permanent and I am blessed to be there. Oh, and we are blessed that you are there and you started out as a volunteer. Did you hear that? A volunteer. That's Yay. right. We have lots of volunteers. The Modesto Pregnancy Center runs with volunteers. Mm, amen. Yes. That is so true. Well, we're certainly uh, glad that the Lord placed this ministry uh, upon your heart, and you're doing a wonderful job, Dolores. Oh, we just so appreciate the fact that you are there, and, and we're going to talk about the many, many ways that uh, our volunteers and volunteers everywhere uh, have the opportunity to help out there, because I'm certain that the doors are just wide open they in terms are. of opportunity.
2: Uh, my client services director just came to me this afternoon, and she said, "I need counselors so bad." She's starting a volunteer training tomorrow night, uh, so oh. if anybody still wants to come, give us a call at five two four. 526-1734. You
0: know, somebody asked me my phone number today here at ABC, and I had to think. I said, you know what? What is our number? I never <laughs> call myself. <laughs> Re- repeat that number again if you can. 526-1734.
2: 1734.
0: Two, uh-huh. one, 209 526 1734 And that's for counselors. What's involved in that?
2: In counseling, mm-hmm. uh, they probably, beyond the receptionist, are uh, one of the key people that talk with the clients that come in. Uh, that really is her first introduction mm. to our work very important uh, she meets uh, a counselor a peer counselor would meet one-on-one with the uh, client usually they're there for a pregnancy test sometimes they just need to talk but for the most part they come in for a pregnancy test which we offer free all of our services mm. are free of charge yes. And, uh, That's good to know. Yes, yes. Uh, the the client does the pregnancy test herself um, and reads it herself, and then if it is a positive test and she uh, is either abortion minded or needs medical referral, we then set up a second appointment, which be, would be for an ultrasound. We've uh, been medical in that respect now for a little over two years, mm. right. uh, going on three years. Wow. And that has been shown to change minds. Uh, Not everyone's. I would like to say we had 100% turnaround, but statistics tell us it's about 86% uh, do change their mind after they've seen the ultrasound. And then after that, we set them up for a third appointment with one of our volunteer doctors, who then uh, again talked to them about being pregnant, how, how important it is taking care of yourself, uh, and then they give them the verification that they can take to MediCal to get the, the Medi-Cal that they want. But I see this as three unique opportunities to share the love of Christ uh, just by our actions, by our attitude. And I remember so distinctly in my training, uh, my uh, trainer said, you need to show that, that woman that you love her. Mm, yes. And then she will come to realize you love her baby. Yes, we want to save her baby, but she is most important, that first of so all.
0: important.
1: You know, there's, there's a principle here, and it's, it's something, that, Elaine, that we talk a lot about mm-hmm. on this program. Indeed. And that is, you know, we do need to stand up for truth. We need to stand up for what's right. But so often the Christian community is seen being negative. Yes. And, uh, you know, and, and you, you can argue the merits of picketing abortion centers or not, mm-hmm. but what a wonderful way, in a very proactive, loving way, to, uh, introduce Christ into the mix here. Right. And, uh, I think you just mentioned the key right there. You know, people are looking for hope and they're looking to be loved. And that's right. You know, so, and some of these people, uh, that, um you know, come to us, have never been loved in their life. Really, they've been abused, you know, but they've never really known that kind of love and, and grace and compassion that Jesus Christ provides. And I would imagine, Dolores, one of the key things is that woman being able to feel and sense the presence of Christ when mm-hmm. she walks the door. A lot of
2: them say that after they've been back a, a couple of times. They sense there is something different the minute they open the door. Um, and then we also have the incentive program Earn While You Learn, uh, if they need help with physical needs, maternity clothes, baby clothes, they sign up for the, uh, Earn While You Learn and they watch videos on prenatal development mm-hmm. on through labor delivery, parenting, relationships, or they can do uh, a Bible study, and uh, then they earn baby bucks. Mm-hmm. looks like Monopoly money. Oh. And they take that into the clothes closet where we have lots of beautiful, gently used clothes mm. and diapers. Not used diapers, real diapers. Right. <laughs> so I glad that we had, to, yeah, had to qualify that. I love you it, your yeah, sense man. of humor. This is exciting so, to us. Uh, I just today came, uh, heard a, a beautiful story of a girl who came in, I don't know, just how long ago. 17 years old, uh, very upset that she was pregnant, was brought in by a cousin who really cared about her. And as my uh, counselor said, she wept buckets when she was there because she was afraid to tell her parents, afraid of what they were going to say. Well, she now is part of the incentive program, which means she is carrying her baby. But she said, I felt this was a safe place to come to. Amen. And so today she watched a video on single parenting because the father of the child is nowhere, not in her life anymore, so she will be. But she's looking at the options of how she can parent, continue her education. And, you know, we're there to walk alongside of her and help her in whatever way we can.
0: Amen. You know, and Dolores, so it's you... stories
2: like that that make your day because the day yes. started off with a girl canceling her sonogram mm. appointment. Mm. And when they yeah. do that, you know that they probably are going to go through with an abortion.
1: Dolores, you mentioned uh, just uh, a minute ago the parents. Uh, are there any services? or Is there anything that you can do for the parents or at least equipped? the woman to deal with her parents yes i would imagine a lot of parents uh, you know some of them may just flip out and and they are probably a lot of fear there in terms of
2: telling well and you know i've heard girls as i was counseling say oh my dad is going to kill me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i said well you know just hold off just think this through think about what you're going to say say to your parents and nine times out of ten Uh, their second reaction is going to be different than their initial reaction. And this girl that I just mentioned, uh, she finally told her parents, and, okay, what did your parents say? She said, my dad sat back and said, I'm going to be a grandpa. Mm -hmm. So it was not the reaction at all. Mm -hmm. But we're willing to have her bring her parents in and talk to them, the three of them together. Uh, so, yes, we're there to, to support them. That's well wonderful
0: so. that you do that with them. So first, when they walk in, they feel the love. They, they realize that it's a safe place. Yes. And you are going to help them every step of the way. That's mm-hmm. so important. Yes. How awesome is that? And it's to,
2: only because of we have love in our hearts mm-hmm. that we can share that love with them.
0: Not That's just right. anyone can do what you do, but God That's gave right. you a passion mm-hmm. and a heart for this ministry, and we're yes. thrilled that you have that. Um, I, I know that you see, you know, in the course of, of a day or a week or month or whatever, the good the good side of of people's lives as they come in and they, if things get change, changed around, but you also see the people who don't want to go through the sonograms and make the decision for abortion, that that's the grief part of it for you. How do you deal with that, Dolores?
2: Well, we have uh, a prayer group that will pray immediately for these girls who indicate that they are abortion-minded or abortion-vulnerable. I have an email set up to a group of people that immediately yeah. it goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer support. so right so away, important. that prayer support yes. is there. And I guess for me and my client services director, the biggest thing is um, helping my counselors work through that when a girl, when they call them up and say, well, how are you doing? And finally they say, well, I went ahead and had the abortion. I mean, the counselor feels (laughs) let down. Maybe I should have said this. I should have said that. And I keep saying, no, you know, you prayed before you came. Your prayer partners are praying for you. Uh, You said what God wanted you to say and what what you said is going to stick with this girl. And sooner or later, she will come back to that point. And and, you know, we as much as we can stay in contact with them, offering them the post abortion Bible study. But usually that is five to 10 years down the road. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. they don't want to. face it. They want to shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, and then pretty soon they wonder why they have all of these problems.
1: I would imagine you just brought up a very interesting... facet of of what you do here and that is the effect upon your volunteers Mm -hmm. upon the counselors Mm -hmm. because i was i would imagine the enemy attacks them uh and and just as you said we know the stuff starts to go through your mind you know i should have said this i failed if only i had done better Mm -hmm. and i would imagine that a lot of your time has to be spent helping the volunteers work through that as well that's right
0: you know, the stories and testimonies, we think nothing is, is more powerful than someone hearing from someone who's been there and, and done that, as we say. And we're so glad that Whitney has joined you tonight. Welcome, Whitney. We're thank so, you. Thank you for coming and, and joining us. Now, tell us about your experience with uh, the Modesto Pregnancy Center and how you be- you became involved.
4: I was at an event at my church and... One of the um, staff from the pregnancy was there, and had something at a booth in our uh, yard and in, in the church. And I looked at it, and I was a little bit surprised. You know, I, I there was a table there with some literature and some little tiny plastic babies, mm-hmm. and yeah. I didn't know what are those for. <laughs> And at first I thought, you know, I don't understand that. I've seen these signs, I've seen advertisements, and I've, I've seen, heard people talk about it. Why do women get so worked up about the fact they had an abortion? I had one 25 years ago. That was a long time ago. It's done and it's over with. What's the big deal? And I turned and started to walk out, and as I walked out I noticed an 8 by 11 uh, chart of post-abortion symptoms, which included alcohol abuse drug abuse, depression, codependency issues, relationship issues. And I looked at those, and I had dealt with almost all of them on the list, and I thought, well, it couldn't be because I had an abortion. Mm. It has to be because of something else. There's something in my life that caused that. That just can't be right. And just as I was about to leave, the woman, whose name is Terry, asked me, are you here for yourself or someone else? And I had never talked about this issue with anyone. Mm. I would not tell anyone that this had happened except the girl in college that took me to the doctor's office to have the abortion done. Gwen and I were the only ones in 25 years that knew about this. Mm. And so I looked at her, and she had such a gentle look on her face. I just said, I'm here for myself. Mm. And she said, well, how can I help you? And I said, I don't think I need any help. But it's interesting how these things match my symptoms. I have a problem with alcohol. I've had problems with drugs. I've always had problems with relationships. But I never noticed it until after I had my abortion. And I thought, this is interesting. So we discussed things a little bit, and she invited me. She gave me her card and invited me to call her at my convenience. And I took her card and left. It sat on the table for a few weeks. Maybe two or three weeks later, I gave her a call. And she said, why don't you come on in and we'll just talk about it. At that point, I had no idea they had any kind of Bible study or anything to offer to someone who had already had an abortion. I just thought, well, she's a nice person and we're both Christians. I guess there's something to talk about. And through her gentleness and her kindness and the Holy Spirit... I felt very safe, I felt very loved, and she invited me to attend the post-abortion counseling and education course, which I did about three weeks later. I canceled some appointments, and I committed to taking the course, and that was how I came in contact with the Pregnancy Center.
0: Wow. After 25 years... 25 Keeping years, that inside, not sharing it with anyone
4: and I remember through those 25 years uh, the baby would have been due in November about Thanksgiving and even though I denied that it had any effect on me every November I would remember this would be the time that I would have a baby Mm. and I would remember with each year I would mark how old that baby would be this year it's 16 this year it's 18 oh he or she would be old enough to vote this year. I wonder who he would vote for. Things like that would go through my mind. What kind of child would this have been? And although I denied it, I always remembered that there was there was something significant that happened.
1: Amazing, isn't it, how God works and Amazing. makes those connections and, and makes connects those dots?
4: Well, I'm amazed, too, at how... God uses ordinary spirit filled people to accomplish His purposes. Mm, I had already been through yes. therapy I had been through counseling i 'd spend a lot of money on copayments and cash and uh, drug therapy programs and alcohol treatment programs, and they all helped. but nothing got to the root of the reason that I chose this, which was steeped in fear and anger. Mm. And I was able through the course to work through those things and take the anger to the only place it belongs, which is the cross. Yes. And I found that it was covered through the blood of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. and I am forgiven and set free.
0: Amen. Whitney, leading up to the time of your decision to go through with the abortion, did you feel pressure from friends or family, anyone outside to make that decision in the way that you did?
4: I didn't let anyone know that I was pregnant. Mm. And I was in quite a bit in denial, and I waited almost too long to have it done. Um, that was many years ago. And the doctor had told me at 11 weeks that had it been a few days later, he wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. And... So I didn't feel pressure from the outside. My pressure was internal. Mm. The same thing as Dolores mentioned, what would my family say? What would my friends think? It was my first year in college. All these years of preparation and training, I was raised in a Christian home, what happened? And so I was more scared of what other people would think, as opposed to anybody saying anything.
0: I think that happens so often today with young people who are you know, in that situation where they feel, I don't know, forced to make a decision that their friends or their peers are making or whatever because you have all of these choices. And some decisions are not life-threatening or life-changing in the choices that we make, but some are. Well, the group Super Chick sings about the tough choices, the pressure of deciding and standing strong through it all, in their hit song, Stand in the Rain, on Lighthouse Live.
2: She never slows down she doesn't know why but she knows that when she's all alone feels like it's all coming down She won't turn
0: Super Chick, from their CD, Beauty from Pain, here on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Dolores, and Whitney. What a song. I mean, these, these, I know it's this, uh, this song right now is very hot on the Christian charts, and it just speaks to a lot of the issues that uh, a lot of young people uh, and people of all ages face, actually, Dolores. And I was going to ask you, what are the ages that you see come through the Modesto Pregnancy Center?
2: Probably the average age is 19 to 25. Mm. Uh, we've had them as as young as 14 and probably as old as a little over 40. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, 19 to 25 would be the average age.
1: You know it 's so important to uh, have that prayer support. Mm-hmm. I remember when you moved mm-hmm. into the building, uh, the group of us pastors meet once a week to pray, and we came down and just prayed over every single room you know and as we were doing that, we thought. You know, guys, this is this is no simple thing here. The enemy is just going to lock and load. That's right. You know, and he has he does, this yeah. center in his sights and those who work there. And we just encourage you, friends, wherever you are, find out where your local pregnancy center is, and uh, and uh, we just encourage you to hold them up not only in terms of financial support but prayer support as well. Because, uh, as we said, the enemy is taking uh, heavy, heavy aim. And uh, it's it's worth it to have that kind of I've uh, been building
2: a, a prayer warrior site, you might Good say, you. <laughs> or list. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, Amen. Every time I send out a direct mail letter, there's always a little card, you know, to return with how much you're sending in. But also um, there's a box to check, I will pray for you. Mm. And I'm aiming for 200 so I can bulk mail my prayer calendar out every month. I'm up to about 125.
0: Amen. Wow, so that's uh, great.
2: they pray. There's something specific to pray for every day, and every month is different. So
0: I definitely want you to put us on that list. Okay, because I will. We, we certainly uh, do want to do that. And speaking of giving, let's address that because it takes financial dollars to to keep the center going. And that's right. M I D bill
2: comes every month, as mm-hmm. well as P G E. Those baby well diapers that telephone. you were those those new baby diapers that you were talking that's right. about.
0: That's right. That's <laughs> right. So people yes. can't. And give and how would they go about doing that, Dolores?
2: Well, uh, they can do it several different ways. One would be to buy a package of diapers and drop them off at the center. If you're shopping, pick up Mm. uh, a package of diapers. Yes, Yes. Uh, that helps us greatly. Uh, The other thing is uh, write out that check Mm. and send it to 3025 McHenry Avenue, Suite M, Modesto, California 95350.
0: Excellent, you know there 's lots of ways to ways to give and we mentioned the prayer support and the financial support and getting involved I mean literally getting yes. involved at the center. What a blessing that is for your volunteers as well as the people who are receiving the help exactly uh, those volunteers
2: save us probably tens of thousands of dollars every year. If we had to pay every one of our volunteers, uh, we wouldn't be in business. Mm. That's
0: right. Whitney, you just have an incredible uh, story and and testimony. Thank you so much for sharing the way you do. And I, I was just thinking, you know... Comforting others comes from those who have been there and yes. done that and who have been comforted uh, in the same way. And that's the way we are in, are able to extend that Amen. comfort and that grace to others. Are you active in the pregnancy center now? What is your, your role there?
4: To a limited extent, um, I volunteer a little bit of my time helping, uh, counting some money that comes from baby bottles. Maybe Dolores can tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, The bottles are passed out to churches, and I count the money that comes in. And um, I'm also observing a PACE group currently, which means that I may volunteer to help co-lead a group someday. But for now, I'm just observing how a group will operate.
0: Very good.
2: Picking up on those baby bottles, that is another way that we um do obtain funds. Uh we place baby bottles in a church. We do it the baby bottle campaign. Mm. Uh the people take a bottle home, fill it with their loose change, bring it back in two weeks. What a great idea. And each uh, bottle represents about seventeen dollars. Now maybe all in pennies, right, mm-hmm. Whitney? Lots of pennies. <laughs> but uh um, it's a painless way, I think, for people to give.
0: Most of us have a loose change, and that's, that's right. a great way to give. So if
2: anybody wants their church to be involved at the Baby Bottle Campaign, just call us, 526-1734.
0: That's a great number to keep in mind, 209-526-1734, the Modesto Pregnancy Center and and uh, Pregnancy Centers all over the country, and, and they need to be there. Of course, we look forward to a day where we won't have any, and we really want to put you out of business, don't we? <laughs>
2: But I think we will always be there. Yeah, on Because this side there will of heaven, always yes. be girls mm. who, even if abortion becomes uh, illegal, uh, we definitely need to be there to help these girls walk through the single parent. They're still going to need the baby bottles, the clothes, the maternity clothes, uh, that type of thing. We still need to be there.
0: The needs are always going to be that's with us. Right. We just look forward to heaven where we won't have to... Uh, have to be concerned about abortion and those decisions anymore do you guys ever get invited to the schools are you going into the schools and speaking to the young people tell us about that we spoke
2: to about 14,000 students last school year through our abstinence our community ed program Mm -hmm. we have three presentations that we do one on abstinence one on fetal development which will include the abortion procedures and then sexually transmitted diseases and that leads me into where we're headed. We hope uh, within the next year to be able to offer STD testing. Wow. wow I hate to give this statistic, but Stanislaus County is the highest in the nation among teens. With chlamydia and gonorrhea, wow. we really need right? to mm-hmm. yes.
0: have our eyes and ears open, don't we? So
2: Dolores? we really need to uh, talk to our students about not just being afraid of getting pregnant, but what about the sexually transmitted disease? Now,
1: Dolores, I imagine there's—I mean—the the footprint of this broadcast goes around the world through the internet. I imagine some people are saying, "Wow, you're getting into the school district," and you know, given uh, the uh, separation of church and state issues that we're a- always hearing about, I would imagine that on. Has been uh, granted in part because of your repu- uh, your reputation, and uh, dealing with this in, in a very uh, very careful way. Oh yes. What do you do to make that message acceptable to the public school?
2: Well, you present the truth, and the truth will win out. Mm-hmm. You simply tell them the truth that abstinence is. The best way to prevent pregnancy, to prevent sexually transmitted diseases, uh, to prevent your heart being torn apart. Mm. Because every time you have relationships in the Mm. wrong way, a piece of your heart is taken.
0: So true.
2: And so um, I just read something the other day, it went something like this, for every mile of truth, there are two miles of ditches. Mm So you think of the truth is the high road but on each side there's a ditch which is beckoning our young people to come. It's that a temptation.
0: Of, that's right. Yes. yes. That's how are right. how how did they receive? Your For the input?
2: most part very well. Okay. Uh we're invited in. Uh we don't force our way into the schools and uh, you know one teacher hears our presentation sees it's good. Uh, tells another teacher about it. And uh, we had an interesting thing with the local school board choosing to use the county program back in January. Uh, They had taken too long to make the decision, and the county came back and said, we can't meet all those presentations that you want made. So guess who they asked to come? (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) So God works in mysterious ways. We were so so downhearted that we didn't get our foot in the door, and yet God worked it out for For good, and we now already, the schools are calling, and we try to get in the local school newspapers Mm -hmm, a little ad. mm -hmm. Uh, We have had three or four schools call us, call us already. Will you put an ad in our newspaper? Wow,
0: is that terrific? So we're excited
2: about that. That The local junior college is running an ad, and uh, two or three high schools
0: have called would you run an ad in our newspaper? That's wonderful, because when we pick up the newspapers, as we did last week, and we read about the little baby girl that was yes. left at the hospital, oh. and and she had teenage parents, I mean... If only they had come to us. Yes. You Amen. know?
1: You know what strikes me too is there are lots and lots of different kinds of programs and Whitney, you mentioned just a couple of minutes ago that you had been to lots of therapy and, and you've yes. uh, dealt with a lot of issues. But when we uh, especially address uh, the issue of a child and whether that child is going to survive or not and whether that young lady is going to be able to handle the burdens of single parenting, if Christ isn't in that, it's a tough, it's a tough road anyway. Right. But without Christ, it's uh it's a tremendous burden and, and what a wonderful way to bring hope. Uh and, and as we were talking about being in the public school, uh obviously you have to approach that uh carefully, but as you said, announcing truth uh will win out every time. Uh as uh as you look uh towards the future and, and you're looking at this issue of sexually transmitted diseases, what is your prayer? What's your vision for the future, especially in relationship to the public sector, the schools and, and, and government? What do you see happening as far as the pregnancy center goes a couple of years down the line?
2: Well, I hadn't thought that far ahead, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess partly because right now our lease is expired and we don't have a new lease, and so I don't really know where so we need to f- for our it- new home for you. Yes,
4: yes. Is
0: that right? Yeah. Where
2: our our physical property is really going to be, but um, we do want to make a presence uh, on the other what we call the other side of Highway ninety nine. Uh, which is called the West Side. It is an area that is uh, poverty-stricken. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be able to provide bus passes for the kids to come over to our side of town to get the pregnancy test, to get the STD test, whatever they need. Uh, and we want to make a presence over on the West Side. Uh, we have an opportunity of joining a network of Christian organizations maybe two, three years down the road uh, we also have a neighboring uh, city, Riverbank, uh, is wanting us to come and set up a satellite office there. Well, wow. yeah. Turlock to the south wants to set up a, s- a satellite office, and I'm saying, whoa, this is going too fast. <laughs> but if it's God's will, He will open those That's doors. Right. So I, I foresee that we probably will set up satellite centers. That's H-
1: good. How many square feet do you need to operate? Just uh, need or want? Well, let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's shoot for the stars. Need or that, greed? (laughs)
2: Well, I've been kind of thinking about that lately. If we expand, of course, we need more staff, Mm. uh, which means more office space, uh, I would think that 3,000 square feet would do us good.
1: You know what? Uh, Let's pause right now, friends, and ask you, wherever you are, to join us in prayer over this uh, particular issue. And perhaps there's a center near you as well, and perhaps you could call them and find out what their needs are. Let's just stop right now and pray for this particular Mm -hmm. need. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we know you own all the resources, and 3,000 square feet is minuscule mm. in uh, in your repertoire lord we pray that uh, you would just release uh something that is far beyond the expectations of the yes, Modesto Lord. Pregnancy Center, that you would uh, just grant them now, even as this broadcast is airing, uh, just a, a brand-new opportunity that would surprise them and provide mm-hmm. them with more space than they need. Yes. And we encourage you, friends, as you're uh, praying with us right now, to pray also for the Modesto Pregnancy yes, Center. Lord. Keep that on your prayer list. And, Lord, we look forward to you answering in a, in a big-time way and uh, thank you for Dolores and Whitney yes, and all those yes. who uh, who are at the center. Thank and we pray you. that you will remove this uh, concern mm. from their backs. They have so much to yes, uh, take care of. Lord, we just ask you to take care of this need, mm. even as we're praying right yes, now. And commit this in uh, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll be right back after this on Lighthouse Live. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22, 39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs.
4: The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective.
1: This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. ABC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police
4: Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others.
1: AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. ABC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community.
2: You know, some of us can donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life.
1: We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors
0: as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Dolores Walterstorff and Whitney from the Modesto Pregnancy Center. So glad to have you ladies with us tonight. What an awesome ministry. And Dolores, you were just sharing because we know here at ABC to run any ministry, it takes dollars. And sometimes uh, ministries and, and organizations suffer financially, but we know the one who holds our future, who yes. holds the key to it all. And it's his success and his glory that we uh, long for. And sometimes you're just in kind of a waiting pattern, just waiting, because you don't know exactly what's around the corner, but you know who's standing there with the key. And so uh, maybe just share that a little bit, what you are are going through a little bit right now is in terms of waiting and trusting.
2: Well, as I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, our lease expired August 31. Uh, We have been waiting uh, for a new lease. Uh, Part of our building is going to be probably given to the dental clinic next door, but to the other side of us is a a suite of 1,200 square feet. So we have the option to get that as soon as our property manager says go. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, for some reason or another, we must be way down at the bottom of the pile. We did get a bill for this month's rent, which we've paid. So I guess we're on a month to month. But maybe this isn't where God wants us to be. I'm happy to be there. I don't. Get real excited about having to pack everything up and move it. It's <laughs> not fun. Not only that, because we're a limited medical, uh, doing the ultrasounds, that means we'd have to go through the whole state thing of qualifying for medical if we went to another place. But god could open up a medical place somewhere which already has passed inspection and, and he may have, have
0: something much bigger and better in store for you uh,
2: and we just want to be close to the local high schools the local college so that uh we are available right. especially to the young people in this area
0: amen
2: so we wait
0: Yes, and sometimes waiting is the hard part. But sometimes it's a, a very uh, blessed place to be as you wait because God just uh, amazes us sometimes with what He comes through. Isn't God's us.
1: timing the pits? It's, it's, you know, <laughs> no, I it's mean, our
0: timing that's the pits. This oh, is perfect.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> no, I, I got. I'm being very transparent <laughs> yes, as a pastor here. Yes. God's timing just rankles me, but, you know, it's wonderful how he, I mean, I'm so glad he didn't put me in charge of much because, you know, I'd I'd mess, it. I want it done tomorrow, you know, but yesterday, you know, it it is so neat to watch him work and, uh, you know, it's at these times when you just think, man, there's no hope. And I think God just says, I love these times yes, because yes. I'm going to show how much I love you. And I love those women who are become, but going to be coming in to see you.
0: Absolutely. That's a wonderful That's right. place to be. Whitney, how would you encourage those listening into this broadcast who may be thinking about volunteering and want to do something, but they're not, not quite sure. And this may be in an, in an area that they are uh, actually gifted uh, and experienced to volunteer.
4: What I would encourage them to do is seek the Lord and pray, ask for his guidance in how he might use them. I never thought in a million years that I would ever even enter a pregnancy center, let alone go through a course and then volunteer. This is the last place I thought I would be. However, God had other plans for me, and the timing was right. And I would just ask them to search their hearts, ask the Lord to open up to them any areas where there's a need for their talent their skills and listen for the lord's leading that giant, that gentle small mm. still voice yes.
1: dolores obviously the the counselors uh, i would assume are, are all female Uh, Do you have male counselors for the the guys involved? Coming up. Coming up.
2: We're beginning a training tomorrow evening, and we do have uh, a husband of one of our female counselors is uh, going to go through the training. We've had several other men go through the training. I'm looking forward to this because um, I see a few more maybe boyfriends coming in, Mm. or maybe they are married but they can talk man on man. And I yeah. guess there's one other thing I want to bring up is uh, this is the first year that we've been offered, been able to
0: offer a post-abortion class for men. This is so uh, important, isn't, isn't it? Yes. Because they are impacted and affected just exactly. as well. Yes. About four
2: times a year, we do what we call a volunteer orientation where uh, people are invited to come. Each one of my directors gives a brief overview of what would be involved in being what would what's involved in being involved in her part. And uh, we had a couple of men show up. Mm. And one of the men came up to me afterwards and very quietly said to me, I have blood on my hands. Mm. Oh. I need to go through that post-abortion class. Wow. And so that launched it. All of a sudden we had three men and um, our post-abortion leader's husband led that class even though he had never participated in one. Amen. And so that It's an exciting thing what happened this year that we were able to offer that. So we're looking forward to offering it again probably this winter. truly is
0: exciting. What about moms and grandparents getting involved, Dolores? How would you encourage them to do that?
2: That would be great. I think especially uh, as a counselor, a mom and a grandmom have a lot of uh, love and care to show to these girls who maybe come from homes, from backgrounds where they don't know that compassionate type of love. Uh, You know, I see some of our counselors really pair up with some of the gals that they're seeing. Uh, One just had a C-section. Not the counselor, but the (laughs) girl had a C-section. And uh, she's up and about now, and the counselor took her out for lunch the other day. Wow. And so they develop this bond that uh, just develops. And really, I think we could uh, use a lot more grandma's.
0: Amen. Dolores, mm-hmm. the phone number for the Modesto Pregnancy Center again is 209-526-1734. And friends, feel free to send those extra shekels in to 3025 Modesto, Sweet M95354. No, 3025 30,
1: 30, McHenry. McHenry, yeah.
0: Avenue. McHenry Avenue. Sweet, Sweet m Avenue. Suite M95, Modesto. Modesto. Three, 95350. Five, I did not pass the zip code test, did I? There goes
1: those <laughs> directions again. Right? <laughs> we
0: want to thank you so much for being here, Dolores well, and thank Whitney. You for having us. And thank you, dear thank friends, you. for listening at home and wherever you are around the world. May God continue to bless you.